Oh, it's a little bit unsavory because it started <laughs> on the West Bank, the old West Bank. When it was even less savory. There was a bar called the Viking <laughs> and the Triangle and the 400. It was uh, it was an interesting community, the West Bank of, uh, of the late 70s. Um, we've, we've been thinking about this, uh, just how there were so many influences um, and sort of different... I, I wouldn't say that there were, um, it was like separate scenes. It was all kind of one scene, but it had a lot of different ingredients to it. And uh, you had kind of the, the, you know, you had Willie Murphy and the, and the you know, the, the bees and that whole scene, kind of the, the boogie bands and the, the funk bands. And you had the, like the straight ahead jazz guys like Eddie Berger and, uh, you know, a lot of those guys. Um, and you had kind of the folky contingent. Um, the guys who were like really dedicated to the like, uh, um, you know, the, the mainstream. Or, or, I guess mainstream and folk are probably uh, that's probably an oxymoron, but uh, but sort of the straight ahead folk thing. And then you had people who were kind of more into the swing and the old jazz, and it was just this great amalgam of a lot of different uh, scenes, and they all sort of coalesced in this on this corner of Cedar and Riverside. So were you two friends before you started playing together, or how did how did that work out? You know, I met Tim. It was upstairs at the old coffee house Extempore, um, which was kind of a folk room, honestly, in a singer-songwriter room. And uh, Tim, I, I had never met the guy before. I'd never seen the guy. And here he was playing this, finger-picking this little Martin guitar and um, wearing a Homburg hat. And he was kind of a peculiar, you know, thing. I was like, okay, let's check this guy out. And then I started listening to him play, and he was doing what I've come to recognize or, or call stride guitar, kind of this finger style um, interpretations of, at the time, I think you were doing like the Pearls, like a Jelly Roll Morton thing, and James P. Johnson piano rolls and kind of these wonderful stride piano things on guitar. And that was very much where I was... Uh, you know, my, my guitar discovery was, was getting into that stuff. So I was just like, I just got to hang out with this guy. And so we started playing together and we did a couple of gigs together. And then, uh, Tim introduced me to Prudence. And then the three of us realized that we all had this love for old jazz, particularly. Um, and we kind of discovered, we sort of, uh, I would say, uh, all of us together kind of discovered the Boswell sisters and, uh, the cats and the fiddle and, some of those harmony groups of the era, and uh, there we are. And then you all kind of went your own separate ways, but uh, you've decided you missed each other. <laughs> well, we all both had really long career arcs after we put out I Like to Riff, an LP we did in the late 70s. We yeah, I, I, I left the band actually in the early 80s. Um, I had some other things I, I needed to do and wanted to do and uh, went and did them. And Tim and Prudence carried on with the, the wonderful drummer and vocalist Roger Hernandez. Um, of course, when you replace a guitarist singer with a drummer singer, you have to add a bassist. And I think that that kind of recast the group a little bit because when the three of us were together, it was two guitars and three singers. And then obviously you have a drummer, a bassist and a guitarist and then and plus three singers. So um, it was a bit of a different group. I think it, it, it would probably fit more into the bar scene at that time. And I think did really well there and they made some beautiful albums. And then I think that just uh, you guys went on for several years beyond my uh, tenure there. What's interesting is, um, unfortunately, Roger Hernandez passed away about three years ago, and it prompted us to seriously revisit uh, playing together because I don't know an event like that, as we all know, is a wake up call. 
and uh, it was for us. And we uh, find that we're all still healthy, still alive, and uh, we have uh, acquired some really good uh, skill sets in in the intervening decades, and uh, we are kind of looking at our music with fresh eyes. And uh, one of the greatest, uh, for me, components of our, our repertoire now, as in the songs we're doing today, uh, two of them are originals by Tom Lieberman. So we're creating a new material, not just bringing back our old repertoire. Yeah, and that's a really important thing to do to keep that tradition going, right? You you got to create new stuff to to make sure you're. I mean, it's great to hear all the classics for sure, but it's also wonderful to hear fresh fresh music in the style of. Definitely, I mean, you know, the Great American Songbook is a truly great thing. Um, they don't call it great for nothing, and um, you know, to just kind of be steeped in that in that. Uh, foundation and try to write, you know, anything that even comes close to those tunes is is a, is quite a challenge. And once in a while, you kind of get a glimpse of like that sounds about right. <laughs> I think I'll go with that. Just be together. And we and we have every year we try to work up new material, and so that gives us a little edge. There's a little, you know, a little sense of danger <laughs> when you're doing a new song. Yes, there's no net. <laughs> We're just happy that uh, that we're all able to uh, get together and uh, in harmony and to sing for the people. We're really uh, it's a real blessing for us. We love it. There'll be two shows: uh, seven o'clock and a nine o'clock show. <laughs> 